You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison. This is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, it is about horror writer and Renaissance man Stefan King. Hey, Courtney. Yeah. I want to play. Okay. I mean, I got uh, Strategio. Mm hmm. I got Sorry. <laughs> and I got Uno. No, I want to play Monopoly. Oh, really? Yeah, what's your Monopstrat? I mean, buying every single thing I land on. Oh, right? Really? That's your Monopstrat? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, everything, every time I land on the property, buy it. Mine's dark purple all the way. What do you mean dark purple? Baltic. Oh, you just wait to get on Baltic? Yeah, I just get those two dark purple ones. I put hotels on them, make a shit ton of cash. Really? Yeah. You monopolize. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gentrifier. Now, does that work? Yeah. You've ended a game and won. Oh, yeah. You've ended a game of Monopoly? Yeah. Wowee. Oh, do you just not have the perseverance? No, I don't have... To make it to the end? I don't have the give. (laughs) I don't have the give and go. You just get bored and you're like, eh, I'm not gonna get there. After the fifth time that dog walks around past go, I'm donezo. (laughs) The dog needs to lay down. (laughs) Let's talk, Allison, about cha-cha-cha-chinga. Yay! Do you think Space Forgettes get that reference, or am I old? <laughs> May, I don't know. Chia pets? Chia, 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 Do they have chia pets anymore? I think they still make them, but they don't make commercials for them. I think the hipsters just like drinking chia. Yep, that's true. So, they like their little chia seeds. So they don't, they make the pets in their tummy. <laughs> right? Tummy pets. <laughs> TM, TM, TM. TM, TM. So you don't need the little sheep or the Garfield head. Yeah, but if you want to see your pet, you got to get an ultrasound. <laughs> it's up your butt. <laughs> uh, why don't you read the descriptiono for this, the episode of The X-Files? You got it, Snortney. Huh? I called you Snortney. Okay. Is that a thing that we're doing now? I liked it. Cool. <laughs> um, so we watched season five, episode 10, Ch-Ch-Ch-Chinga, or just Chinga, as it's known. Here's the description. In this episode... Skelly takes a vacation to Maine, where she encounters a bizarre case where the victims appear to have inflicted wounds upon themselves, apparently at the behest of a strange young girl. Ooh. Now, we usually do predictions at the end. We talk about predictions at the end, right? Yes, but... But... <laughs> I done nailed it! You got your full point for this episode the first three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Stephen King, you need to be a little less predictable. Oh, uh, Stevie K, I got your back, bro. <laughs> Allison predicted that this would be taking place in Maine, mm-hmm. and the first thing we see is a Maine license plate. Yep. And Allison also predicted that this would have to do with some childhood creepiness, uh-huh. and the second thing we see in this shot is a creepy haunted doll. beep 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 <laughs> Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> we got some haunted doll watch on when we go. <laughs> oh, boy. So now we know what we're getting into. Yeah. I mean, I'm not as familiar with the oeuvre of Stevie K as you are. I am. And let me tell you, 
anyone who expected this episode to be good <laughs> because Stephen King wrote it mm-hmm. has not seen any Stephen King films. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> and don't say, oh, The Shining was real good, because it was, and Stephen King hated it. <laughs> like, so. he hated that one. <laughs> oh, boy. May I say Children of the Corn, anyone? Yeah, well, here's my experiences with Stevie K. Okay. I've read Carrie. Yes. I've seen The Shining. Yes. And I've read the short story that Children of the Corn is based on. Yes. And that's about it. Um, I've read, I mean, I was a Dean Koontz girl. Oh, and I watched a couple seasons of that series that he did. Under the Dome? No. Uh, the hospital one. No. It's, uh, <laughs> it's set in Maine. Oh, so all of them. <laughs> People have superpowers. Damn, I don't remember that one. Heroes. Or they have, no, they have, I'm sorry, they have problems. <laughs> Troubles. That was it. They have troubles. So every single Stephen King, <laughs> like... I wish I could remember what it was called. It was so weird. There was one where a hospital and the bad guy was a giant ant eater. That... No, it's, it wasn't that one. Okay, that okay. St. Elsewhere? Very... <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Stephen King movies are bad. So we should expect that this <laughs> would TV also show be bad. is also bad. Because not only... You said last episode, not only does Stephen King write it... Chris Carter got his grubby paws on it and said, this isn't enough of an X-File. Yeah, pretty much. He said, this is great, but it's not an X-File. Let me just rip it up. You know what I think what happened? What? Stephen King just wrote a Scully episode. Oh. And Chris Carter's like, no, 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 no. Let me get my boy in there. <laughs> Let me get your boy. Because <laughs> that makes sense, right? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. without Mulder... I mean, it's a little bit better. Like, you can definitely see the Stevie K in this episode. It's not like oh, Chris yeah, Carter you can, did. You like, can. it's definitively a Stevie K joint. But Especially the first, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah. Let's let's break that down. Okay. Um, break me off a piece of that. I mean, I, all I wrote was the opening came hard for us, Allison. Oh, my God. This I, cold open came so hard. <laughs> I don't even... It was a blur. Yeah. Can you go through what happened? Uh, it was Buckwild. Okay, so we see the main license plate. We pan up. We see... A child with a creepy beep-a-deep doll, and we see <laughs> <laughs> we see her mother, Melissa. Um, so Melissa and the child and the doll go into the store, and immediately things are weird. Yes. Immediately, like, people start clawing at their eyes. Yeah, and Melissa sees, like, a dead person. She sees a, the reflection of a dead person in the freezer section, and I was like, oh, shit, this is happening. This is popping off. So she got the shinning. Yeah, she got the shinning for sure. Uh, and people start clawing at their eyes, uh-huh. and the beef guy, the the beef man? The beef, the b- butcher? The butcher. He comes out, he's like, oh no, things are going nuts. And so he starts clawing at his eyes, and then he goes in the back room, and there's a, can I play with you, doll? Yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to play. So he stabs himself in the skull. But not before calling a 911. Oh, does he? Yeah. With the cool gloves. Now, what bothered me about this? Oh, yeah, he had those chainmail gloves. I want a pair of those. I think you have to, like, punch sharks to I was going to gonna say those. go to a Ren fair. <laughs> you think Ren fairs have Which those? would you prefer? Would you rather punch a shark or go to a Ren fair? Well, I love sharks, so I wouldn't punch them. But you think you could stand going to a Ren fair? No. <laughs> <laughs> My point exactly. <laughs> I'd choose death by shark. I mean, I would like to get one of those turkey drumsticks, though. But you can go to Disneyland and get one of those. That's a good point. But you know what? I remember... My little, my little kid life, going to Disneyland, seeing those giant chicken drumsticks, and being so excited. And then one day, my parents says, okay, let's get one. Let's get one for lunch. 
And we shared it because it was huge. Yeah. We had a whole family of four. <laughs> but I bit into it and it was smoked. I didn't mm. expect it. So it just tastes like ham. Oh. But I'm pretty sure that's like a, a, a Disney, like, fiddled with some genetic DNA. And they made, like, a turkey ham. <laughs> like a smoked ham turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what that tastes like. You know, like. you don't have to go to Disneyland to get one of those. Where you go? Where you, you go? You go to, a, go to a Vancouver Canadians game. They got chicken turkey legs? Turkey legs, yeah. Wow. And football hot dogs. Oh, I know. You got those. Damn. Hell yeah. What kind of sauce you got on there? Oh, boy. Anything you want. Is it a dry rub? I think it's a dry rub. It's a dry rub. Yeah. You don't want to get too messy. You don't want to be, you don't mm. be a sloppy boy when you're watching no. your baseball. You know who else is a sloppy boy, though? Who? This butcher. <laughs> yeah. He got real bloody sloppy. You know what bothers me about this? Uh. Is that you can see the blood trails on their skin from their scratching at their eyes, but their eyes are fine. But their eyes are fine. They're, some are a little poofy. The only person who's punctured their eye is Dave with a knife. <laughs> And you don't see any, like, scratch marks. Yeah. Just like they're rubbing tomato syrup on them. Well, the the, the um, old maid fisherman does later have, like, scars That's from true. his fingers. Later but on. yeah, it's just, they're just covered in blood, but their eyes are fine. So and it's like, are you all just really bad? Do you all have shitty nails like me? Like, what's going on? And there, some of them are just slapping their faces. Yeah. So, I it, mean. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, vacation Scully. Oh, damn. Makes an appearance. Now, picture it, Space Cadets. High mom jeans. Yeah. Just a light wash. Mm-hmm. Tucked in white t-shirt mm-hmm. with a main logo on it. Hell yeah. Those main lesbians, they're going to be all over that one. <laughs> Totes. <laughs> so she is filling up gas and Mulder calls her. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Because he's annoying? Well, I think we know why. Because when we cut to him, he's jerking it. Oh, yeah. Is this is this the porn? Yeah. Jesus. He's like watching alien probe porn. Yeah, there is a VHS box on his desk that has alien <sighs> probe written on it in Sharpie. And the noises coming from the TV are very telling. Now, uh, people who identify as male, and if you uh, work with, I don't know, female co-workers, don't call them while you're watching porn. Please. If you wouldn't... Hey... If you wouldn't call your mom at that point, <laughs> don't call anyone else. Really don't. That's really, really gross. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. He's bored. We're setting up the fact that Scully's on vacation and Mulder can't handle Scully being on vacation. So essentially, yeah, like Mulder is also supposed to be on vacation. They're both supposed to be on vacation. But he can't do shit without her and he doesn't want to, like he can't relax. It's just not in his DNA. I mean, he's tried jerking it like 17 times. It's just not happening. It's not happening. It's empty. Yeah, the alien probe is not working. Maybe if he switches it to uh, Greatest Swarms. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> tell me about the bees <laughs> on your dick. <laughs> okay, Scully is parked at the Shop Easy. Yep. And at the Shop Easy, they play hard because a man comes out and he's covered in blood. He sure is. <laughs> and she's like... And this is our uh, our old main fisherman that we see oh, later. Is it? Yeah. Is, I didn't recognize him. And so she goes into the shop easy and she's like, well, what's going on? And everyone's like, I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Maybe, Allison, it's witchcraft. She does think it might be witchcraft. Now, is this just because this is some like inane New England bullshit? Like, well, you tell me you live there. <sighs> okay. New Englanders do have a hard-on 
for some witchcraft. They do have that museum. They have, well, they have the city of Salem. Yes. Now that's a uh, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Uh, where they work hard and also play hard. Okay. In terms of witchcraft. Okay. Uh, Maine? I don't think so. No? Well. They're trying to, they're trying to Bogart Massachusetts. It's I thing. think so. I don't think, like. New England, the weird thing about New England, and New Englanders can attest to this, is every single state in New England is like a different country. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, New Hampshire mm-hmm. is that cons- really ultra-white conservative cousin you have <laughs> who posts things on your Facebook when you talk about, like, feminine ri- or feminist rights. They, like, <laughs> say something against it on yeah, your Facebook. They have to. Vermont is your really, really cool hipster roommate Mm -hmm. who is, like, every creative um, aspect that they have is really, really good at what they do. Cool. But they just kind of give up, and they're going to live out in the woods. So they're East Coast Oregon. Yeah, they're East Coast Oregon. (laughs) Massachusetts Mm -hmm. is uh, full of, well, assholes. Yeah. (laughs) Who swear at you and use the F-slur if you walk across the road. Um, they really like baseball. Okay, okay. And also football. And they have Boston. That's what, yeah, Boston. Okay. Um, and, uh, I mean, you got the Connecticut's and the Rhode Islands mm-hmm. in there, too. That's like the vacation spot for the rich. Um, and then there's Maine. Just there. Which is kind of like... Full of lobsters. Well, New England, Canada. Okay. A lot of Canadians there. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of moose, a lot of Canadians. Hmm. And there's not much else there. Not a lot going on. No. Okay, okay. I don't know. So this, like, I don't know, idea of witchcraft was kind of, like... Mm, Surprising to you. Yeah. yeah. In Maine? I mean, vampires. Okay. Right? Salem's yeah. Lot? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Scully meets up with these two cops that I hate. and um, <laughs> We thought they were one cop. We thought they were one person, because they were both uh, white men, and we could not tell them apart. Um, and uh, she calls Mulder again, and she lists off... He says, well, is it witchcraft? And she, like, she says, I don't think so. And he's like, maybe you don't know what you're looking for. Because he's a D-wad. Yeah. Um, a dickweed, a if dick you weed. will. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> Throwback. Fox might shut us down. <laughs> and uh, she lists off every conceivable thing that might lead her to think it's witchcraft and says, none of that's here. And he says, marry me. And I said, I hate you. <laughs> Fox Mulder for being inappropriate in the workplace. Fox Mulder finally came. Yeah, oh, he came so hard. He's like, she was talking about, like, bloodstones. (laughs) It was really awful. This is also revealed that um, Scully's looking at the video Mm -hmm. of the shop easy, and there's Melissa with her little girl and the doll. Yeah. And she's like, you might want to question this lady, Mm -hmm. because she's the only one whose eyes aren't bleeding. Yeah. And it's revealed that one of the cops, the mustache cop, mm-hmm. is fucking Melissa? Or he has a big crush on her. Re- okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is Maine. Yes. We are very a chase. And then the old man cop. Uh, re- the other cop. Yeah, the other one. He uh, he refers to Melissa as single, pretty, and threatening. And ready to mingle. Yes, extremely ready to mingle. But also is like, oh yeah, she's a witch though. Yeah, she's probably a witch. <laughs> It's really weird. It's really, really weird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Uh, this is when Melissa is on the phone with her cop boyfriend. Yeah. And she, the cop boyfriend's like, you know what? Things are going down. You better get out of town. And Melissa's like, oh, I don't know. 
And this is when we get just dragged across the Stephen King aesthetic because it's a <laughs> white, it's a backyard full of white sheets. Yeah. And uh, we get that Pennywise shot, but it's not Pennywise, it's the doll. Uh, I want to play. Cool. So the doll says. Yep. Yeah. Let's do the ho- hokey pokey. Now let's turn ourselves around. Shoot yourself in the head. <laughs> I get it. It's it's Stephon King. Yeah. Like, I get, I we get, get it. We get it. There would be, I mean, that is a pretty good Stephen King, like, shot Mm -hmm. um i would say i was hoping that someone would like break open a door with an axe yeah that would have been cool uh other than that i don't think there's really good stephen king i mean here's the thing if you want a stephen king episode i think you got what you paid for no which is your basic cable bill (laughs) you know what i did not get what i paid for okay what did you pay for stephen king wasn't in this gd episode (laughs) (laughs) he's too busy having the troubles which is what i call my time of the month Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm having the troubles. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is when we go to the DQ. Yeah, the DQ. What happened? <laughs> okay. Hotties cold treats. <laughs> what happens at this DQ, Allison? Uh, so this guy, this cop is like, you gotta get out of town. Take this key to my cabin. You'll be safe there. Maybe we can run away together. I've always loved you. <laughs> Are you a witch, though? <laughs> hey, I'm a cop. You got to tell me if you're a witch. <laughs> I say that to all my dates. <laughs> Neither part is true. Uh, and then uh, the little girl, Ma- Polly, she goes up to the counter. She says, hey, DQ bitch, I want more cherries. Make it happen. And uh, the DQ bitch says, I can't I can't do that. You have to pay money for those. And she's being really condescending and yeah. honestly earns what, get, what happens to her. Oh, shit. She gets what she deserves. <laughs> If you tell a little girl, like, oh, you, I can't just give those away for free. Yeah, but where does it stop, Allison? Two cherries, three cherries, extra sauce on your peanut butter parfait, another dilly bar. Where does it end, Allison? Can I tell you my worst um, Dairy Queen experience? Please. It was very, re- oh, actually, I have two bad experiences Damn. in this Dairy Queen near my house. Does any of them have to do with uh, things coming out of your body? Or- no. Okay, good. Um, Because that's my DQ experiences, just barfing. Oh, the one I was going to mention was the one that happened recently where I went to get an Oreo Blizzard, a mint Oreo Blizzard, which Uh is my favorite kind, and they said, oh, we don't have mint here. And that was the second worst thing? Yeah. What was the first worst thing? The first worst thing is when I went to that same Dairy Queen and there was a man there getting his food and he was wearing a mega hat. A what? Make America Great Again hat. Oh. And it was, I want to say like October of last year. I'm going to go back to the first mint thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like I glossed over that a little bit. Did you say they they said, oh, we don't have mint at this location? Yes. Correct. Oh, Officer. (laughs) Are you a witch? You have to tell me. (laughs) Allison, they just serve white ice cream. Yeah. Get it? I mean. Is it jizz? No, it's pure. Oh, you picked. You picked the alt right Dairy Queen. Well, I didn't pick it. It's the only one near my house. Allison, if you ask for an Oreo, they would be no. They just give you the <laughs> no, white no, cup. No, no. Can I get? Well, they did give me chocolate Smarty. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't a rainbow. It was all brown. It was all. <laughs> So they'll serve white and brown, but not green. But not green. And brown's a little iffy. Yeah. (laughs) You get it? 
I hope you never go to this one again. No. I think the only other memorable time I went there was when I ordered a cheeseburger and they were out of cheeseburgers. They had to make one, like, fresh. <laughs> and the guy that served me was like, this is the freshest burger you'll ever get from a Dairy Queen. You mean like grilled? Like they didn't have a grill? No, like they did, they were out of the frozen patties. So did they have to like slaughter a cow? Like I don't understand. <laughs> no, they had to make a fresh one. So they had to form a patty. Yeah. Shit. They had to form a patty for me. For you. Yeah. And they put cheese on it. Yeah. But. They didn't have mint. There's no mint. No, I don't go to that Dairy Queen anymore because, honestly, it's both creepy and sad. Yeah, no kidding. Like, they can choose not to have a flavor? It's got a real vibe, and also, the their bathroom is never working. So, it's not a place for me to be. <laughs> well, um, fuck that, DQ. Because <laughs> mint, you're right, mint Oreo blizzards are the shit. That, they're the best. They, they are, are the, the best, best combination of like creamy ice cream but also like a chocolate element but then also the creamy ice cream is mint so it's like a palate cleanser between the Oreo yeah, chunks. Man. Yeah, man. I agree. Anyone else who thinks otherwise can fight us. Yeah, fight me. Line up. Come on. At the DQ bathroom. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I am. Oh. Don't be. I got your back. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not a scrapper. <laughs> so this lady that, this fucking. Oh, jeez. Uh, this fucking DQ employee that won't give up the free cherries gets what's coming to her. Allison! And her hair gets pulled, her long, glossy ponytail gets pulled into the soft serve machine. And they make, now, I gotta, I gotta admit, this is a shitty DQ, just like your shitty DQ, because that soft serve, too soft. Yeah. It's gotta, it's, it was liquid. Oh, it was extremely soft. It, it was, was awful. like, I wouldn't. If you turn your blood that. if you, huh? Hmm? If you turn your blizzard upside down, oh, it just falls right out. Oh, drip right out. It doesn't <laughs> pass the test at all. She now she was making a strawberry parfait. That's what she did with the with the blood. I'm just thinking that we talk about Dairy Queen like once every four episodes. Hot eats, cool treats. Gotta get my DQ. Get on board. Have you ever think, um, Allison? Yeah. Why? Why didn't DQ have, like, a kids' club or, like, toys? Do they have a happy They had toys. Do they have toys? I was never, I never, I never part. They had, like, children's meals. Did they have children's meals? They weren't happy meals because those are, like, TM, TM, TM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were okay meals. (laughs) They were fine. They were lukewarm. (laughs) They did have toys. Do they have toys currently? I, I don't know. I haven't been in. How many? I refuse to go. (laughs) To that one. To that one. Other one? You're shop- Hey, you're shopping around. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, you know how I talked about how I don't like to go somewhere once they know my order? Yes. Uh, I've gotten to that point with my Starbucks near my house. Oh, no. Yeah. What's your order? Well, lately I've been getting soy chai lattes because of my tum-tum. Yeah. And then I went and I got a decaf latte and they're like, oh. You threw him for a loop. And the kid at the work in the work in the, the machine, um, he actually said to me, like, oh, this isn't what you usually get. Really? And I was like, you keep your nose the fuck out of my life, young sir. <laughs> That's my business. I guess what you could do is order something completely different and then um, take a drink of it and send it back. Ooh. Ah, mm. You know, give me my regular. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do it. 
Starbucks I, are really good. Look, they're very nice young men that work there. Yes. But they're too nosy. Yeah, they need to MYOB. Hard. <laughs> Allison, the strawberry syrup. Oh, the strawberry syrup. Mm. It made it a strawberry strawberry shortquake. No. Cheesequake. <laughs> Cheesequake. Thank you. Shortquake. Shortquake. That's what they call you. Yeah, shortquake. <laughs> um... Now, this, this, this poor employee, mm. her hair, her very long hair is cut in the soft serve machine. It's mm-hmm. very slow. It's pulling extremely her in. slow. Uh, but no one seems very concerned. The cop, like, jumps over. Yeah, and he sh- tries to pull her out. And I'm like, get a knife. No, there's no knives in DQ. <laughs> well, you have to cut at DQ. Hey, hotties, cool treats, safety first. <laughs> safety scissors only. <laughs> yeah, they don't have to cut anything. Well, no one has to cut anything. I mean... Ever. What? <laughs> at any fast food That's restaurant. A... Oh my god, you're right. Name one thing someone cuts at a fast food restaurant. I mean, a bag of fries, right? Open, yeah. Yeah, cut open. You don't have to cut it. No, that's true. Name one reason knives are necessary to fast food oh restaurants. My oh my god. Oh my god. Can't oh. do it. Oh my god. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> Hey, listeners, if you have one single reason that knives are necessary at a fast food restaurant, tweet us at Double X Files. Space Cadets, you work at a fast food restaurant. Are you listening to this podcast right now? Look to your right. Look to your left. Is there a knife? No, there is not. <laughs> Email us, doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com to confirm, please. It's very important. That's weird. Yeah. There's no utensils back there. Nope. Why would there be? They got some tongs. You got do you everything with your hands? You got your gloves on. And you got your like for the birds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your, your flippy your spatch. thing. Your spatch. Jesus Christ. Wow. They do you think they slice the tomatoes themselves? They no, 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 no. No, they come sliced. <laughs> They've genetically altered the tomatoes. You grow a single they slice of tomatoes. <laughs> I just think they put the tomato in a tomato slicer. Yeah, yeah. And the lettuce comes pre-shredded. And the lettuce comes pre-shredded. And the tre- cheese all comes pre-sliced. And so the, the, the tots, the, the tates. The tates. Yeah, the tates. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just no need for a knife. <laughs> this is our this is our uh, fast food conspiracy theory <laughs> podcast now. Let's talk about this oh fucking Stephen King business about New England hospitality. Something else, something, something. Is this when they go, okay, hokey pokey. So the hokey pokey plays. Yes. At all times. Um, <laughs> and then Scully's talking to the old cop again. Yes. And she, he says, he says that Melissa is a whore. She, he sure does. <laughs> hey, he sure does. With that inflection. She has that scarlet letter. She, he might as well be Danny DeVito in Always Sunny. <laughs> and then he offers Scully an egg. <laughs> She's having such a trying time. Um, so uh, this is when Melissa goes up further up north in Maine. Oh no! Wait. Okay. First, first of all, first of all, number one, the old man talks about how apparently, and this is the only time it's mentioned in the whole episode. Uh, apparently, Polly's autistic. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. And then how like she was acting out at her preschool, and the teacher like slapped her clean across the face and got fired, and everyone was mad at Polly, the autist- autistic child. And he's like, "Whoa, slow down, CVK! What the fuck no, is happening?" No, 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 no. That's that's CC. that's all Carter. That's yeah. CC all written all over. Oh boy, King. I know you're a master of horror and a Renaissance man, but hey, 
Let's just slip an autistic child in there. Yeah, and that's like here's the thing is that just like that's the only time it's mentioned. Yep. And there's really like I don't know, it's just Allison, so weird. She cannot relate to people, so she relates to this murderous doll. But that sucks. Oh, it a hundred percent sucks. <laughs> it's just so hard. Hey, just like that DQ that you hate, yeah. it sucks. Oh, it sucks. Real hard. Okay. So they go talk to this lady that slapped an autistic child clean across the face. Oh, is she the one? Yeah. I didn't put that together. Yeah, it's Barb. Now, <laughs> now this is Barb. She survived. Now, I think this is the Stephen King stand-in. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. Stephen King was scheduled to uh, appear as this role, but then he, I don't know, had books to write or something? Oh, yeah. She got that look about she her. She got that look. And what's wrong with her? She sucks. <laughs> I mean, she do suck. She's she just she's mean, and she like keeps continually saying mean things about Melissa and 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 about I don't know. They talk about Melissa's ex husband and and her daycare is named like Little Lads and Lasses. Yeah, it's bad. <sighs> um. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Is is this when we go up up north? Yeah, up north. Up northwest. Melissa in the car. So. Melissa's got a key to a cabin? Yeah. Uh, up north-wise, because other than Bangor, Maine, on the coast, there is... Oh, uh, 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 Portland, Maine, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are two cities in Maine, and the rest are m- moose. <laughs> true, right? True. 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 Right? Yeah. True. Uh, so she goes up north, and the park ranger, because I guess the majority of Maine is just a park. Yeah. Uh, checks out where the moose live. with the moose live. Um, and play and work. Mm-hmm. It's a suburbia of moose. And <laughs> uh, he says, ah, you got to get your snow tires, et cetera, et cetera, out because it's cold. There's no electricity. I mean, it doesn't look cold. <laughs> nope. If it's like winter time, the whole state would be covered. Why did Scully go there on vacation then? In a t-shirt. <laughs> That's not how Maine works, friends. No. And then Melissa sees dead barb mm-hmm. in her real rear view and so she skids around and goes back yeah. why i don't know like it's not like she's saving this woman no but uh, you know okay you know what i do appreciate about this episode mm. is that it finally allowed me to understand what i find so frustrating about these stephen king plots all of them yeah because they all have this good um but it basically what it is is that essentially it's a plot we're getting from a point a to point d it's not that difficult. In point A, I mean, you some, understand. Hey, there's D? D. Sometimes difficult. Sometimes difficult. Okay. Okay, but in point A, you understand there's a spooky doll. Yes. Um, this child has a spooky doll, and the spooky doll is causing people to do things. That's yeah. the same as where you are in point D. And the only reason that law enforcement and Scully and the mom are not making these connections is because they are they are surrounded by a weird spookums fog. <laughs> Now tell me about the spookums Which fog. Which does place. not allow them to make logical connections. Yes. Like instead of saying, oh, my daughter has a doll and the doll is doing scary things, they just kind of look panically back and forth like, uh, 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 oh no, a spooky thing. And it's like, just put, just put two and two together, Melissa. It's not that hard. Yeah, but is there, I mean, I guess there is an element of like, 
It can't be the spooky doll. Yeah, but for an entire 44 no, minutes? you're right. I mean, if I saw that doll, if I pulled that doll out of the ocean, I would just throw it right back. Yeah. Because it's so spookums. Well, and it's like, like, it takes her until, like, the last 10 minutes of the episode to try and do anything about it. And That's she true. knows what the problem is. But she never says what the problem is because she's in a weird spookum fog where logic is not something that she is allowed to have. It's like in Children of the Corn where it's all children in the society, but the, the man and the woman never think oh these are just children i can punch in the face literally yeah like it's a weird way of having no agency it is do you know what i mean yeah no it is Where it's like that that ability to come to that decision is not something that belongs to the character Mm, 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 mm. or like in the shining where it's like we could just leave yeah but it's and it that's what frustrates me is because it's like it's a a manufactured yeah it's not a realistic like situate well this obviously the situation isn't realistic but the the reactions of the characters are not realistic in a world that we're led to believe is a logical realistic world because as soon as something spooky happens like i'm a hundred percent out of there yeah yeah okay Um, okay, but like this this police officer you know he has all this information he just stands around with his dick in his hand the whole time i mean he does yeah (laughs) and like even barb you know uh, oh, she, just she knows that something's wrong but, but yeah everyone is surrounded by this weird spookums fog where they <laughs> they have absolutely no agency about things that they know are happening around them i want to go watch another stephen king movie and look for that fog cool yeah man i think i think what it might be is that it's the types of stories that he liked to tell likes to tell make more sense in a written format they do yeah, all of all of Stephen King's movies are are are, are not so good, famously. Yeah, because um, it's easier for someone to be like, oh, caught in a panic where they don't know what to do about the situation. Yeah, uh, when they're not, we're not visually watching them on screen, just kind of like look around nervously to no end. And here's the problem when you pair it with the X Files, as you talked about the last episode. These people have no subtext. Yes, so it's not like. there's an alternative motive inside that we have to, like, peel like an onion. Mm -hmm. It just looks like they're like, oh, what? Exactly. It just looks like they're total nimrods. Okay, okay, okay. so frustrating. Because no one's making an excuse of why they're, like, if they physically say, well, we know the doll's the problem, but that's weird. Yeah. Let's try something else. But Uh, instead, like, that is never said. uh, And even though, like, Melissa could prevent all of these deaths because she knows what the problem, like, she knows what the problem is. And she sees the deaths beforehand. Yeah. And she doesn't think that it's her doing yeah. it. And she doesn't think it's her daughter doing it. She knows the doll. The doll that the husband pulled out of the ocean. Yeah, the sea doll. The baby pusher. Okay, yeah, let's talk about this. Okay. Stephen King, Chris Carter. <laughs> we know fan favorite, the pusher, mm-hmm. was in multiple episodes. Two. Dose. And the second episode, it took me mm, 20 minutes to figure out who this fucker was. Yeah. Now, you have the uh, Barb character actually slit her own cheek, throat, with a piece. Music pizza. With a music pizza. A pizza that you put on a turntable and it plays music mm-hmm. because the doll made her. The doll made her So do this it. is uh, a and doll. She says, she says, not you again. So she's seen the doll. She knows. Doll. She understands. <laughs> Are we victim blaming? Is this victim blaming? No, we are Stevie K blaming. Stevie, give your characters agents or stop making movies. Stevie. Yeah, honestly, take a take a rest. I mean, Under the Dome was pretty good. Was it okay when they cut that cow in half? Yeah, when they cut the cow, that in was half, pretty good. It was very good. 
Right? Yeah. Okay. That part only. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> only that part. Tune in. If you can make some shorts about animal vivisection, we'll oh, watch them. But nothing else. Take a vacay. Go to Maine. Why? There's nothing there. fucking gets off on it, Courtney. Here's the thing I hate is when celebrities have this fetish for a state, but they're not even from that state. Like Bobby Flay. Yeah. Bobby Flay with his um, Mex, like his Tex-Mex. I thought it was like Louisiana. No, no, no. That's Emerald. Oh, fuck. Emerald and Bobby Flay are from like fucking New York. Yeah. And one of them has a hard-on for Louisiana, and the other one has a hard-on for New Mexico. At least Guy Fieri is is true to himself. Guy Fieri is is the truth. He's living his truth. Yeah. He he never wanted to work at a five-star restaurant. Mm -hmm. That's not what he's all about. He's into that garbage trash He's like, give me me a truck. I'm going cross-country. I'm going to eat some sloppy fucking burgs. I'm going to get a double bypass, and I'll be good. At his restaurant, Allison, he literally serves his nachos in a trash can. Yeah. He's living his truth. He is. Now, let's let's acknowledge that there are some not-so-savory things he may have said. Oh, is there? Yeah, he said some kind of, like, misogynistic and homophobic stuff. Fuck you, Gee. <laughs> Gee. But in this instance, I mean, what we're saying is, <sighs> is ultimately factual. Just men are trash. Oh, yeah. All men everywhere are <laughs> the worst. Let's talk about this bubble bath. Okay. Oh, it's a sexy bath. <laughs> now, is it a sexy bath because we just have a really nice woman in a bath? Well, what a sexy bath is. Tell me. Is when someone is taking a bath uh-huh. um, uh, on a television show and uh, the way that bath is interpreted is through the male gaze. Yeah, So true. we start at the bottom uh, with her feet sticking out of the tub. We pan up one long, sexy leg. Uh-huh. And then to where she's just kind of like resting against the edge of the tub, you know, just reclining. How do you take a bath, Courtney? I mean, I don't. Because mm-hmm. like five minutes in, I got to pee. Yeah. And I'll pee in that water and be, well, I'm done. <laughs> I got to shower myself off. I have, I want to get into bath bombs. Yeah. Because they look cool. The last time I took a bath, yeah. and I'm not saying people don't take baths or don't enjoy them or don't enjoy them in a sexy way, like that's yeah, your business. Yeah. But the last time I took a bath was in Japan. Um, I've showered since. Uh, and uh, it was because I had the worst menstrual cramps I have ever had in my life. Oh, so it's like a warm It was womb. all I wanted was like heat against my ovaries and just to like chill my whole system out and that's you're you're making your own bath bomb there aren't you oh yeah <laughs> but like usually here's wait, the wait, thing wait. was that when you're on your green yeah it was okay. a green cycle <laughs> throwback nice um but yeah like usually when i take a bath i'm not i don't have a sexy leg out the tub i'm like cover me literally in the hottest water you can and i'm going to sit here in the fetal position until somebody drags me out yeah because you don't want your toesies to get coldsies yeah. Right? But it's not like, I don't know. I just I just find it questionable when you have a shot of a woman alone in the bath in a sexy pose. It's it's definitively male oh, gaze. Oh, it's for, ma- like, it's it's for the just, male gaze. For sure. It's frustrating. You would think Scully's vacation would also be a vacation from the male gaze, but you'd be wrong. <laughs> yeah, you'd be extremely wrong. Speaking of the male gaze, she gets a call in the bath and she's like, fuck this. And then she sees her little thing blinking. And you know it's Mulder. Mm-hmm. Like, you know it's mm-hmm. fucking Mulder. But she sees the cop instead, right? Outside. Yeah. And she puts on 
the dopest outfit. Oh, she does, doesn't yeah. she? She's got these tight black pants and a tight jacket. And it's just like, the thing is that she's wearing clothes that actually fit her. So yes. she looks like a badass. She looks like a main, all black badass. Yeah. Black on black. Black tops, black bottoms. Nice. Nice. And some loafers. Is this where they eat the, oh yeah, yeah, my background boy. Okay. Well, first of all. Okay. Buddy's got to show her a thing. Oh yeah, Buddy's got to show her a thing. So yeah. she, she looks, she goes to Barb's house. Yeah. And uh, Buddy shows her the thing, and it's the weapon. Yeah, the music pizza. The, ho- the music pizza. <laughs> the hokey pokey pizza. Hokey pokey. Now this is the lobster boy. Yeah. Talk about the lobster. Okay, so the old cop and Skelly are at a restaurant, and um, there's my background boy is this big red lobster on a plate. <laughs> He's so cute. And then they devour him. Um, now, the cop, I I don't know in terms of <laughs> New England, like, lobster culture, etiquette. Lobster etiquette. Um, if you're, if it's a romantic date and you order a lot, you you order yourself a red sea bug, <laughs> just the best, the bestest, reddest sea bug you can get, sea bug, crawliest sea bug you can get. I would say that one person has one claw, the other person has the other claw, and then you split the tail. Oh, now, because you said earlier someone gets the tail and someone gets the two claws. Sometimes people like to split the tail meat because that is the sweetest meat. Okay. Um, or you could do two claws and a tail yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, feeling yeah, fancy. Yeah, yeah. This man takes one claw and the whole tail in his hand. And it's definitive. Like, they've ordered it to share because he says, well, if you wanted something else, it's too late now. Yes, and sucks it dry. Yeah. <laughs> Now, lobster, to me, has always seemed like the most wasteful animal. I've never had lobster. Because the only thing you, you can eat mm-hmm. is the claw yeah. and the tail. Yeah. And that's it. That's like... It sucks. Oh, yeah, for sure. The worst meat to eat, actually, is alligator, because the only thing you can eat is the tail. Oh. And the rest of the alligator is just like, I don't know, I just cut the tail off. Let that, let, let, let that guy live. I mean, then they can't swim. No, swim. That really, that's like... <laughs> Hey, you know what? We need those shark fins. Oh, Let's no. just take You're right. Off. You're right. Right? Yeah. I mean, that is also very wasteful. Actually, shark fins. Yeah, that yeah. is the most It's bad wasteful. stuff. I don't know. Why are we eating things that we just, like, eat, process, like, a little bit of? Right? Yeah. Ugh. Silly. It is silly. Um, so Skelly asked some, a lot of questions about M- Melissa and her hu- uh, ex-husband and stuff. And um, the old uh, cop points to the harbor. He says, well, you can see the, bur- the boat he worked on. And there's a boat and it's called Working Girl. And she's working nine to five. Nine to five ain't it great to make a living. Yes. It is not. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a hey. It's actually quite quite bad right now. L- L- Lillian Tomlin and uh, Dolly Parton did you wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can call that a living, I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's a living. Yes, they go to the old Bangor seaman. <laughs> and he says, we what got that doll from Poseidon. <laughs> We were taking up lobster nets, and I guess a doll just crawled in. It's a sea doll. It's the doll of the sea. We get a flashback where we see the uh, the ex-husband um, pulling up the sea doll in his lobster trap, and then there's a lot of scary music, and uh, then we see another flashback where the old seaman um, sees the uh, ex-husband impale himself on a hook. Yes. And it's quite... A lot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know, man. If someone, something, you know, ended up in your lobster trap, it's not like... Take it home and give it to your child. Like, I know times is they hard. Oh, yeah. Times is hard. Yeah. But 
sew something out of old sheets. Like, you don't have to... A crab doll? Yeah. Give your kid, like, put a little, put a little puppet show on with your new, with your toilet paper rolls. Like... Just, like, taxidermy a lobster. Ooh. It's me, your little friend. <laughs> lobster. Use, use the rest of the sea bug that you don't eat. Yeah. And then give it to your kid to play with the, the 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 shell it'll be fun it'll be like when you used to inflate a pig's tail and pass it back and forth no pig's bladder oh yeah you ate the tail hot you ate the tail hot, hot and crispy hot and crispy which i did do in my childhood i didn't but i read little house in the big woods upwards of 15 times and you wanted to inflate a pig, pig bladder and play with it yeah yeah man and i wanted to build a smoker inside a, a, a stump i wanted to go to market and uh-huh. buy new fabric with little prairie flowers on it i wanted to make butter that looked like a strawberry Ah! and sleep in a trundle bed you got me right in the field (laughs) oh the strawberry butter oh boy oh boy oh boy molded it themselves let's just talk about that okay or dq laura ingles thank you thank you thank you very much i I want to read those books again i think kind of yeah I do not want to read any more Stephen King books. No. Because they're bad. So <laughs> Scully's like, oh, the dolls are doing the crime. Yeah, it's the dolls. It's a beepity beep haunted doll. <laughs> so they go to Melissa. Melissa has badly nailed the door shut. Oh, it's very, very badly. But no one could get in. Yeah. It's just ineptitude everywhere. <laughs> all accounts oh also there's a dead cop yeah right in the middle of the kitchen floor how he died i don't know yeah i'm not really sure the doll didn't done did it uh and melissa sees her own death by hammer so she locks the hammer away mm-hmm. smart and then she uh covers the kitchen floor in kerosene and it's gonna light that bitch but, but you know who won't let her the beep 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 haunted doll yep chinga <laughs> wait was it ever established the doll's name was Chinga? No. I don't know why it's called that. It's supposed to be the doll's name. That's what it says in the description. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Did we read the description? Yeah, but I didn't say anything about Chinga. I, that's what I read at uh, Wikipedia. Well, they never mention it. Well, probably because, you know, Chris Carter? <laughs> He's like, we don't need this context. It's not important. It's not important. <laughs> Give us more sexy baths. It's fine. They deleted it because they had to fit a lot more molder in. <laughs> so uh, Scully rushes in. They managed to get that door unnailed. And finally, uh, Scully grabs the. Oh, yeah. She's hitting. Uh, Melissa's hitting herself in the head with a hammer. And no one, no helps. one stops her. Because <laughs> they're all in a weird spookums fog. So she's like, I got to put this doll in the microwave. And then it gets lit on fire. Because it's full of aluminum foil. Mm hmm. That's what hunted dolls are full of. And that's the end of that. <laughs> yep. And then Scully goes back and Mulder's tossed a bunch of pencils in the ceiling. And there's jizz everywhere. <laughs> Remember we talked about last episode that eight pounds of jizz? Yeah. I know where it came from. Oh, shit. He collects it. Oh, God. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will have a nap. Five is I'll never sleep at night. I give this a two point. Three, nine. That haunted doll. Damn. 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 Chinga? Chinga. Is that her name? I don't know. Uh, I read on a rage scale goes from one, which means great well-written episode, to Excelsis Day, which is the worst episode we've ever watched. This is an eight. (sighs) Allison, we're like, we're going in hard and heavy into uh, season 11. Yeah. It's not looking good. It's not looking great. We've had a couple tens. 
they don't bring Stevie K back, we might be okay. I like how much of this was Stephen King and how much of this well, was Chris Carter. Like, I feel like the tonal parts that I really didn't like were Stevie K, because yeah. they're part of all of his stories. A weird spookum's fog, yeah. and I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. And then Mulder was Steve, was Chris Carter. Mulder was just the worst. <laughs> he was the he is the worst. And I know, yeah, that's the part that people watch and they're like, oh, Mulder's hijinks are oh, so funny. He's got he's in his underwear bouncing a ball. I hope they slam it soon. Ugh. Their genitals together. <laughs> no. I don't. That was me being oh, facetious. Yeah, I, oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah. <sighs> you know what I hope? What? For, the, for season 11. Uh-huh. I hope they do do it, and then they just like, oh, man, this is really bad. <laughs> like, it was just really, like, oh, they're we're really, not sexually compatible. Oh, God. Like, they actually, there's a whole episode of them afterwards, and mm. like, <sighs> So you couldn't get it up, huh? Is that Ooh, like... Does that happen a lot? Mm, or just with me? Or... And they, they just work it out like, you know what? This isn't a thing. Yeah. You're a horrible man. Bye. Bye. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm going to go take a sexy bath. <laughs> um, let's do, Allison, mm-hmm. a personal X-Files doll watch 2017. Yeah. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get affected, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Okay, this story comes to us from birthmoviesdeath.com. What? I don't know what it is, but it's a good story. This is the true story of Annabelle, the haunted doll from The Conjuring. Oh, The Conjuring. So Conjuring, The Conjuring, the movie, The Conjuring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving that in. Is based on a real doll named Annabelle. Uh Uh-huh. Which makes up the cornerstone of Ed and Lorraine Warren's spooky museum. Spookums? Spookums Museum of Trophies. (laughs) What? Um, She was redesigned for the movie to have a much more disturbing appearance, but in real life, Annabelle was just a run-of-the-mill Raggedy Ann doll. Oh. So here's Annabelle's story. Donna got Annabelle from her mother in 1970. Mom bought the used doll at a hobby store. Donna was a college student at the time. What? Okay. Um, let's pause. Mm -hmm. Pump the brakes. Mm Mm-hmm. Your mother mm-hmm. is giving you a college student a Raggedy Ann door she got, doll she got at a thrift store. A used doll, yeah. Mmm. Mm. Savory. So Donna was living with a roommate named Angie, and at first neither thought the doll was anything special. But over time they noticed Annabelle seemed to move on her own. <laughs> at first it was really subtle just changes in position the kinds of things that could be written off as the doll being jostled but the movement increased and within a few weeks it seemed to become fully mobile like they would open the door and annabelle's like on the toilet <laughs> do uh, you mind <laughs> some uh, uh, privacy please <laughs> Don't go in there. <laughs> the girls would leave the apartment with Annabelle on Donna's bed and return home to find it on the couch. Well, okay. Their friend Lou hated the doll. He thought there was something deeply wrong with it. Something evil. But the girls were modern women and they didn't believe that sort of thing. Yeah, okay, Lou. article. Lou, fuck off. <laughs> there must be an explanation, they reasoned. But soon Annabelle's actions got w- even weirder. Donna began to find pieces of parchment paper in the house with messages written on it. Help us, they would say. Or help Lou. 
Just to make the whole thing that much creepier, nobody nobody in the house had parchment paper. Where the hell was it coming hey, from? Hey, can I do some detective work? Yeah. Lou. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, Lou's playing a joke. Like, he doesn't like the doll, but <laughs> doesn't live there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. But the escalation continued. One night, Donna returned home to find Annabelle in her bed with blood on her hands. The blood, or some sort of red liquid, ketchup, seemed to be coming from the doll itself. That was enough. Donna finally agreed to bring in a medium. The sensitive sat with the doll and told the girls that long before, their apartment complex had built, been built on a field on that property, Civil War Ghost. A seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins had been found dead in that field. Her spirit remained, and when the doll came into the house, the girl latched onto it. She found Donna and Angie to be trustworthy. She just wanted to stay with them. She wanted to be safe with them. Meanwhile, Lou is eating a giant footlong full of ketchup. She's like, what's going on, ladies? Both sweet nurturing types, they were nursing students, Donna and Angie agreed to let Annabelle stay with what? them. What? And that's when all hell broke loose. Lou started having bad dreams. Sure, Lou. Dreams where Annabelle was in his bed, climbing up his leg as he lay frozen, sliding up his chest to his neck and closing her stuffed hands around his throat, choking him out. Nice. He would wake up terrified, head pounding like all blood had been cut off to his brain. Stop jerking it. He was freaking out. He was worried about the girls. So let me just, oh God, let me recount what's happening. Okay. We have a doll that moves. Yeah. And probably a friend who has a key. Yeah. We have a, a doll that is leaving notes uh-huh. specifically for, like, about Lou. Yeah. The friend. Yeah. Who probably has a key. Yeah. We have a doll whose hands are covered in blood. Yeah. But maybe ketchup. Mm-hmm. And Lou loves himself some big hoagies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Checks out. <laughs> a few days later, he and Angie were hanging out planning a road trip when they heard someone moving around in Donna's room. They froze. Was it a break-in? Was there an intruder in the apartment? Lou crept over to the door, listening to rustling within. He threw open the door and everything was as it should be, except Annabelle was off the bed and sitting in the corner. So Lou went into the the room first. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. As he approached the doll, Lou was consumed with that feeling, a burning on the back of his neck that indicates someone was staring at you. That's not real. And he spun around. Nobody was there. The room was empty. And then sudden pain in his chest. He looked in his shirt and saw a series of raking claw marks, rough ditches in his flesh that burned. He knew Annabelle had done it. I'm going to go back a little bit. Mm. Lou, and what's the other girl's? Donna? Angie. No, Angie? And Donna. And Donna. Angie is the one with Lou currently right now, right? Mm-hmm. Aunt Angie has maybe a crush on Lou. <laughs> and But Lou has been sleeping with Donna. Okay, okay, And okay, so okay, they okay. had some hoof sex. Oh, damn. And so there was some claw marks, some scra- <laughs> like some cum claw marks. Oh, no. And Angie's like, whose are these? And Lou's like, oh, it's the doll. <laughs> You scandalous son of a bitch. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, I am buying that 100%. (laughs) Go on. The weird claw marks began healing almost immediately. They were totally gone in two days. There were no wounds any of them had ever seen before. Okay. They are nursing students. (laughs) And they don't understand how wounds heal. They knew they needed more help, and they turned to an Episcopalian priest. Nice. Who in turn called in Ed and Lorraine Warren. Nice. It didn't take the Warrens long to come to a conclusion. There was no ghost in this case. There was an inhuman spirit, a demon, attached to the doll. But they warned that the doll wasn't possessed. Demons don't possess things, only people. Huh? It was clinging to the doll, manipulating it, in order to give the impression of a haunting. The target was really Donna's soul. <laughs> Buck wild, cause you know, you know. At this point, Lou's like, "Ooh, this has really gone too far." 
the girls like maybe we shouldn't pray. like it, I'm sure it's done now. Yeah. I'm sure it's done now. <laughs> God damn Lou. A priest performed an exorcism on the apartment and the Warrens took possession of the doll. They put it in a bag and began the long drive home. Well, okay, if you're a haunted demon doll, do you really want to be in a bag? No. You want to be like buckled into a little baby seat or something. Yeah, don't don't put me in a bag, guys. <laughs> just me, Annabelle. Don't put me in a bag. I won't scratch nobody. I'm just a demon. <laughs> Lou and De- Lou and Donna, they fucking. And agreed to stay off the highways because there was concern the demon might fuck with the car. What? <laughs> well, safety first. And sure enough, as they drove on the back roads, the engine kept cutting out, the power steering kept failing, and even then the brakes gave them trouble. Ed opened the bag, sprinkled the doll with holy water, and the disturbances stopped for the moment. You are antagonizing this doll. Oh, by the way. <laughs> Also, uh, Ed is driving like a 1947 Gremlin or something. Oh, absolutely! Like it's a really bad car. <laughs> they didn't mention the brakes have cut out in the future, in the past too. Ed left the doll next to his desk. It began levitating. What? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That happened a couple of times, and then it seemed to just quit, finally laying quiet. But in a couple of weeks, Annabelle was back to her old tricks. She started appearing in different rooms in the Warren home. Something that the doll was ramping back up again, the Warrens called in a Catholic priest to exercise Annabelle. The Episcopalian one just didn't cut it. Didn't take. Now, do you think Lou, like, had to, like, he's like, fuck, I have to take time off of work now. Like, I have (laughs) to. really got to make this. I have to, like, fucking... The priest didn't take it seriously, telling Annabelle, you're just a doll. You can't hurt anyone. Big mistake. On his way home, the priest's brakes failed and his car was totaled in a horrible accident. He survived. (laughs) Eventually, the Warrens built a locked case for Annabelle and she resides there to this day. The locked case seems to have kept the doll from moving around, but it seems like whatever terrible entity is attached to it is still there, waiting. Yeah, Biding its time. His name is Lou. Ready for the day. He don't have no key. When it can be free again. Lou's really got to break up with Donna. (laughs) Like an old man just still like, ugh. Hey, Allison. Yeah? I think we solved that X-File. I think we did. God damn. Oh, Lou, you're a joker, my man. If you have a haunted doll in your community, especially uh, if you are reside in Florida and you have visited my favorite haunted doll, Robert, uh, give us a ringle dingle. Please. And by that, I mean a he-mail. Yeah. Uh, Double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. You can visit us on Facebook, Double X Files, Twitter, Double X Files, all spelled out, and in the Instagram, mm-hmm. Double X Files, and fuck yeah, Double X Files on the Tumblr. Yeah, if you check out our Instagram, we uh, we just went to Seattle last weekend for we PodCon. We sure did. And so we've posted lots of pictures. Like we had a beer with uh, Phoebe from Criminal. Uh, we, we actually sat down with Aaron Hankey from Lore, um, and like, cause he needs some book ideas, right? Yeah, yeah, He yeah, needs yeah, some yeah. of that book. So we are giving him some X-Files, uh, the McElroy's. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we just like hung out, had some beers. Yeah, yeah, They want yeah. us on Taz, by the way. <laughs> you can see all that on our, on our yeah, Instagram. Yeah, that definitely happened last weekend. <laughs> If it if it did actually happen, we would not be existing anymore. No, we are recording this before we leave. <laughs> um, I think we gotta do some predictions, though, don't we? Yeah. Whose turn? My turn. 
Yeah. I predict. No, you. I, you. 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 <laughs> fucking idiots. Yeah, you got. Oh, my God. Three points. Yeah. And I got two points. <laughs> I can't believe how stupid. You. <laughs> Me. Oh, my God. You. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Courtney. Yes. Season 5, episode 11. Yes. The title is Kill Switch. Nope. No. Yeah, yeah, it's Kill Switch. Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. Try again. Kill Switch. Um, I'm going to go with Manchurian Candidate. Oh, okay. So we have someone on the inside. Mm, Inside what? The FBI. Oh, okay. And they're investigating a moiter. Or like a terrorist plot. Okay. And, uh, but it's really weird because... There are just these normal background boys uh-huh. who, like, they've interact with all the time, but then they just start, like, wanting to kill Ooh. Skinner mm-hmm. and her molder. Interesting. Probably not Scully, though. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So how do you want to split that up? Half point for Manchurian Candidate type okay. situation. Uh-huh. Half point from it's coming from inside the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. Cool. Nice work. Allison. Yeah. That's going to be... Uh, episode 11. Yeah. Then we have episode 12. Correct. And then what are we doing? Then we're jumping straight into season 11. Oh, boy. Who's ready? Not me. Not I. <laughs> Annabelle, take us now, please. Please. You're here. Uh, we've actually maybe got some plans in the works for January 3rd, the first episode of uh, the new season of The X-Files, so stay tuned for that. Yep. Um, but other than that, we'll probably just be complaining about it. Yeah, okay. I think that sounds about right. Uh, also, if you are a beautiful space cadet who has listened to like three days worth, worth of d- the double X-Files, but you know your friends probably don't want to listen to like five seasons worth of the X-Files. Yeah. The season 11 might be a good jumping on point. Totally. That's a great way for, for new listeners to get in if you have anyone you want to recommend it to. Yeah, we have good, better sound. Mm-hmm. Better, we're actually editing. Yeah. <laughs> we're funnier. We're hornier. We're hornier. We're gayer. We're much gayer. <laughs> so try us. Yeah. Try us out. Just give us a shot. Yeah. Tell a friend, guys. And it also helps us to review on Stitcher or iTunes or what or Facebook. Yeah. Now you can give us five stars on Facebook because then other people can find us. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Let's do this. Allison, until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. there. Stephen King. Stevie K, you done us dirty. You done us so dirty.